Hi guys, welcome back to Grown Up. I'm Laura. And I'm Abby. Are we doing Laura Blair? You didn't say it. I feel like you're just Laura and I'm Abby Blair. You're just now like Britney Spears. Britney. Hi everyone and welcome to Grown Up. I'm Laura Blair. And I'm Abby Blairs. Thank you for joining us on our quest to navigate 21st century adulthood where each week we'll be learning from our extraordinarily ordinary guests and looking at life hopefully through an unfiltered lens. Yeah. Now today's podcast is inspired by a couple of articles that we found whilst having a cheeky Google. A cheeky Google. Yeah. <laughs> cheeky Google and a cheeky Nando. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds way naughtier than it was. Uh, we found that, that a LinkedIn survey which discovered that less than 30% of workers land their dream job or work in some related field. Less than 30%? Less than 30%. I'm not surprised. I hated my job when I worked in an office. <laughs> Less than 30%. That's crazy. It's not many, is it? And I also found an article by The Telegraph which stated that in 2015, more than half of the nation's employed people admitted that they would rather be in a different career. So there's a lot of unhappy people in their careers out there. Loads. Uh Uh-oh. We have a great guest on today who set up a successful business in her lounge with very limited funds. So we thought we'd get her on and quiz her about how to do it and hopefully give some tips and tricks for you guys if you're thinking about doing the same thing. But before we do that, we trained in musical theatre. Neither of us us are in musical theatre anymore. Yeah, that's how me and Abby met. We went to theatre school. (laughs) But like, do you feel like you've given up on your dream? You mean because I don't do that anymore? Yeah. Well, when I was at school, I didn't know what a YouTuber was, so it couldn't have been my dream. So I really didn't know what I was going to do. And then when I found out what blogging was, I was like, oh, that's my dream. That's so cool to just know. And I kind of did a lot of really random things to get there before I figured it out. Like, we went to musical theatre school together. Yeah. And I never even wanted to be in musical theatre. And then I left after three years and... I was like, why the hell did I just spend three years trying to sing when I'm turned deaf? Yeah. What, what's your, what's your, do you have a dream? I dreamed I a dream. a dream. It's a musical theatre school. <laughs> oh, my voice is very croaky today. <laughs> it was so worth it, guys. Yeah, we didn't get anywhere. Uh, <laughs> um, do I have a dream? Do you know, I thought, I thought. What, is what you dreamt of at school what you're, what you're doing now or what you still want to do now? Mm, not exactly so when I was really little I wanted to be a vet and then I realized that you had to do physics and chemistry so that soon sort of was like no thank you I can't do those things um not fun I didn't want to go through all of that and then but I also really wanted to perform in some vein but I didn't really know how so now obviously I trained in musical theater and in my second year I was like I don't think this is for me the musical theater I found it a bit you know like jazz hands a Very bit too jazz, jazz hands. hands for me. Do you know what? I, I did the musical <clears throat> theatre. I was mainly a dancer, guys. I did can't sing. I'm not going to try and pass off that I can. Um, and I found as soon as I got down to London, I started auditioning. Me and Abby moved down to London together after our third year. Lived together in a hostel. Yeah. Shared a room. <laughs> <laughs> Goals. Um, as soon as I started auditioning, I was like, I hate this. Yeah. I really hate it. So I was just lost for so many yeah. years. Didn't I get so nervous. Yeah. We entered a um, little fun fact. Me and Abby were in a girl group and we entered X Factor. 2010. We called Rococo. We got to boot camp with the Harry Styles in One Direction that year. And Abby <laughs> did not have a bottle of water with her. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> it was not water. <laughs> but I sang well. Um, don't drink alcohol before a show. I don't know. That's my advice. Although, it, you know, it can work. I think it works. It just depends. You have to get the levels right. You 
you know, you don't want to go to Amy Winehouse house levels. Yeah. You know when you're younger and you have a dream and you think it's what you want to do and the reality is it that you don't enjoy it. For me, for instance, I always wanted to be an actor. Yeah. And then when I started acting in the real world and going to auditions, I was like, this is so boring. If you've ever been on set and they do it three million times, yeah. it's like the dullest thing in the world. Hated it, but I found it really hard to let go of it because Same. it was something that my child self had clung on to for so long. Yeah. So even though I didn't enjoy it, there was a number of years where I was like clinging onto it and wouldn't let it go, I even though like it's maybe making that's me what unhappy. I'm still kind of doing. Do you know what? The best thing I ever did was let it go though. So guys, bit of let it go. <laughs> so a bit of backstory. I went to musical theatre at the Abbey for three years. Came to London, hated it, hated every single single aspect about the whole industry. And I hate that you could book the most amazing job and then be right back at the beginning the next day, especially yeah. dancing. Mm. So you were always chasing something and never climbing any career ladder. Yeah. But when I let it go. I was I felt really lost for ages and I'm like I love working hard like I'm such a geek you guys know this if you watch my YouTube channel I love like geeking out over stuff but I didn't know what I wanted to do so for about two or three years I literally I'm gonna say it I was not a bum but like I didn't have any purpose and that was awful like I didn't enjoy not having a purpose mm. but I just couldn't find it and I went traveling I did odd bob jobs any like anywhere and everywhere it took me to go traveling though to really figure out and like find myself mm. <laughs> and then I came back I was in the middle living in the Middle East and I came back and I went back to university and I still didn't really know the end point but I kind of knew the genre of what I I, I literally looked at what I did in my spare time so in my spare time I was constantly doing fashion and like I, I liked numbers so I was like let's just do fashion and mm. management marketing because it combined the two of my things that I love to do which I so should have done at school yeah. like and I just didn't think about it I was almost because I grew up in a the like a theatre yeah. family, I almost thought that that was what I needed to do, and I didn't. Yeah, you get trapped in like an idea, don't you? Or uh, in someone else's idea of what you should be doing. Like if you've got parents who are like, "You're great at this thing, do that," and you're like, "Okay, I'll do that, I'll do that," and it's like, but deep down, you're not even happy with it. Yeah, I almost wish when I was 18, I took like a gap year. Yeah. And figured it out, went travelling and then came back rather than just going straight into it. Um, do you ever stress about what you are doing with your life now? Like, or do you feel quite content now that you found something that you're like, into? I feel like I'm very lucky to be in a situation where I've found like my calling. Yeah. And I know fashion is like, people laugh at it, but like, it's so what I'm meant to do. And like, just the whole, this, this, I feel very lucky. But before that, I've, I felt so lost. So I don't feel stressed anymore, but I did, especially in my 20s. Yeah. But saying that, I think as you reach your 30s, you start to not care about it as much. I said this to you yesterday, like, instead of thinking in my 20s, I was like, career, 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 must be successful. Even though I still want to be successful in my 30s, mm -hmm. I more want, like, a loving family, a house, like, yeah. I want a nest. <laughs> Hello, boy. What do you think, because I'm ready. <laughs> you've already got a career so I think it's easier for you to feel Maybe, that way so yeah. it's probably because I found like I hit 30 and was like panicking and I did a bit of work experience at a vet's practice because it's like obviously I don't want to be a vet because probably not clever enough I'm um, so smart no um but it's really smart guys <laughs> I'm really not smart. anyway um so I was, I was like looking into that but I think like I 
I'm stressing less about it now because I had a really good conversation with my current agent who were like really, really good with me in terms of like being nice, <laughs> really nice. My mum died in 2017, as you know, Laura. Um, and then I just like lost my passion for acting. But I don't think it was because my mum dies. I'm not saying that's the reason, but it's sort of that sort of the time where I was like, this is just not working. And then I spoke to my, I had this meltdown to my agent. I was like, don't really want to do anything anymore. I don't want to go to loads of crap acting, sorry, acting teachers, crap acting classes. Um, I've done great acting classes. There are classes, so many crap ones. But there are so many shit ones where you're like, I don't agree with what they're saying. Or they're so like, you've got to love this so much. You've got to be so passionate. And I'm sat there thinking, maybe it's not for me because I'm not as passionate as you're, I'm not as passionate as I used to be because I've been knocked down that many times. I've been doing it for 10 years. You know, I've not got anywhere. Like who is passionate about something when they've been knocked down for 10 years solid? Like you just wouldn't be. My agent's amazing because he said to me, just do what you want to do. We'll keep you on the books. We believe in you. You're not 22 anymore. You shouldn't feel the same way. Stop stressing about how you feel about acting and just go on and live your life. We'll like we'll keep plugging you. And I was like, God, I can't believe he's not dropped me. Like I can't believe I've not been dropped. I'll probably be dropped by the time this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so what is your advice to people who feel like they don't know what route to take? Because there's so many people out there. Like, even, like, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, like, at any age, you can be like, I'm still not, I've still not found it. I think what you just said, like, you tried the vet, you didn't like it, it wasn't for you. There's no point being stuck in a job that you hate. You might as well take a step back and do, like, trial things. Yeah. Like, if you don't know what you want to do, just take loads of internships for free or something and yeah. it, I went and did internships in my late 20s I went back to uni in my late 20s like you're never too even though that's now I feel like that's really young <laughs> but you're never too late to start again so like if I was in a position now where I still didn't know what to, I wanted to do I'd go and try different options yeah to see if it fits because we wasted three years training in musical theatre whereas if we'd actually gone and auditioned and done the whole shebang in the first yeah. place we would have realised a lot sooner that it wasn't for us yeah, I've got a lovely quote here from uh, Martin Luther King. Oh, lots I of guys. Dream, dream, no, who's that? That's Avita, right? <laughs> no, leave it to I don't know. He's got theatre brain. time gone by. Is that Lamis? Or is that Phantom of the Opera? Girl group, guys. We've got some boot camp. <laughs> we didn't do it singing musical theatre. Uh, I might. <laughs> I'm glad. Or singing at all. <laughs> so this is my little quote that I really enjoy. Take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. So you just have to try things. Like, as you said. Yeah. Just try stuff. And also, like, really look to what you spend your most time doing. Because I feel like YouTube and fashion and blogging works for me because... I live and breathe it. It's what I did when I, like, when I had a cup of tea, I'd have, like, fashion pages up. And my Instagram started out of pure fun. Like, I just collected, like, fashion pictures. And if you don't love something, you're up against people that do love it. Yeah. So I literally work 24 hours a day because I'm obsessed with it and I love it. Mm. So if you don't love the career that you're in, you're up against people that do. Mm. So you might as well... Pick something that you're so passionate about. Look what you do in your spare time. If it's like, what what do you do in your spare time? <laughs> Watch Netflix. Well, yeah, you, you could exercise a little bit, but I don't enjoy it. A, a bit of advice for anyone, not that I'm an expert, but advice I would give to someone who just is sat there thinking, I don't even have a passion. I am passionate 
about nothing. Like there must be people sat there who are like, I'm not passionate about anything. Like they can't even find their passion. I would say, find the thing that you don't hate the most. <laughs> Do that. <You> know? <laughs> because like, it's like my situation is like, you know, you don't, you don't quite know what you want to do. Do the thing that you find the most enjoyable of the things you hate. So Abby's, Abby's a, you're an award-winning matchmaker, right? Well, the company that I work with for um, are an award-winning company, yeah. Me and Kate Ray at Little Black Book. We won the best up-and-coming matchmaking company in the UK. So how did you go from acting to matchmaking? I was having a crisis, <laughs> as usual. So I like to have a little mini crisis. What am I doing with my life? We yeah. all have them. What's it called? An ex- existential crisis. Do you know what? When I had my crisis, though, my I come from probably where I was brought up. It's very like everyone went to university. Everyone was like a lawyer or a doctor. And I, that's just not my cup of tea. I don't belong in offices. I would rather paint a wall red all day, every day, than work in an office. That random paint a wall red. I think I would try and full watch paint dry. Angry painting red all the time. But um, when I was having my little crisis, I just wanted to be left alone to have my crisis and like think about it. Whereas I felt like there was a lot of pressure for me to make a decision and to yeah. to get a career asap. Yeah. Whereas if you know someone that's going through some like is struggling, just let them have the crisis. Let them figure it out on their yeah. own. There's no need to have, actually have a crisis either. No. Like it's so, usually not as bad as you think. But what happened? Yeah. <laughs> to me. <laughs> so I was sat there having a crisis and thinking, what am I going to do? What 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 do I enjoy? And I was watching first dates, and my boyfriend said to me, "Oh, it's really cool. Like how like they must like how they match people." And we're having a conversation about it, and I was just like, "Oh my god! Like I could I could do that. I love people. I love chatting to people. I quite like." psychology you know I would love to be a matchmaker that's something that I could do around acting freelance so I contacted Kate I contacted two matchmaking companies couldn't tell you what the other one was but I just sent a couple of emails out and that's all it was and I was turned up on her door sort of thing through the internet on her internet door I turned up at her internet door knocking at the right time that's a good term I knock on loads of people's internet doors you have to and I just said, because I'd been reading Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, and there's something in there, I can't remember what it was, but I was reading that, and it, and it's like, offer like offer them something. Like, tell them what you can bring them, like how you can help. Like, offer to help someone. So I said, I'd like to come and work with you as an intern for three months to learn like all about matchmaking to see if it's something for me. And since then, obviously, like she now, I've been... I'm not, I'm not, I don't work for her. I work, I'm still self-employed, but... Like it's what that's what I do now. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. And it's like she was we met, like, had a coffee. Okay. She liked me because in those three months you showed her how good. Yeah, she... I made myself as valuable as yeah. possible. I was like, I need to show her that she has to pay for me, and you know, like to get the right wage and all of that. It's like I need to make myself valuable, but I'm not saying like go around and just offer yourself to, for free to people because I don't think it's the best strategy. Like cause actors do it all the time, and it kills the industry. But I think in this situation it worked because. She was like in a situation where she was like starting it, starting out, and wouldn't have had like the budget to like necessarily employ someone. Yeah. And since then, we've like we've won awards, and like she she hired me. You know, like okay. So the lady we have on today, tell us a little bit about her. Yeah, she's called Jennifer Haynes. We worked together on a show a while ago. So she was an actor, right? She was and still is an actor. Okay. But then in two thousand, so she's done what you've done. Got one foot in the door still. She has one foot in the door. Toe dipping. But 
also set up her own business. Now she runs a company called City Dance Parties and they provide dance parties for Hindus throughout the UK. Which is what I love because she's taken, I believe, what she really enjoyed yeah. and made it into a very good yeah, business. She's, she's, up, she's up for an award. She's up for a uh, it's successful, British that's wedding the, award. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. It's a very successful business and she did it from her living room. Yeah, and she's got more five-star reviews than any other company in her sector. That's so, yeah. so, so she took what she was passionate about, made it happen, is her own yeah. boss, has people working for her all over England. Yeah. She's in her 20s still and she's just taken something which no one else would have thought of and made it into a business, yeah. which I love. So if you, back. The reason I wanted to run is because if you have any crazy ideas like that you want it, like your dream, oh, I, I wanted to start this business, just I wanted to show you how, not how easy it is, but how... You just need a little bit of confidence. The average person can set up and be successful within a business. Yeah. Without um, loads of funding, without loads of yeah. facilities, without having gone to major university business school. Yeah. Um, sort of thing. Jenny is hopefully going to share some tips with us and to help you if you guys yes. have like a similar idea or like wanting yeah. to venture out on your own. Hello, Jennifer. Thank Hi. you so much for joining us today. It's How are pleasure. you? I am very well, thank you. A bit wet and cold, but yeah, it's yes, horrible weather. Not a very nice day today, is it? So, give us a bit of a background. You went to theatre school, right? In I did. Bristol. Yes, I went to Bristol Old Vic. Okay. And how old are you now? Yeah. I am twenty-five. Oh, twenty-five. Twenty-six okay. in a couple of months. Right. Every time someone says they're in the twenties, I'm like, oh, so young. <laughs> I literally just turned thirty last year, and I'm like, oh, twenty seems like so long ago. Tell us how you went about, how did you get from graduating from theatre school to setting up or even having the idea of, or even having the confidence to do it? I kind of decided in my last year of drama school, I think it was six months before I graduated, that this was something I wanted to do. And um, and so it had been kind of a thought process for six months. And I'd had this notebook where I wrote down all my ideas and I knew that this was what I wanted to do. And when I graduated, I just slowly started putting these ideas in motion and it took about six months just to get kind of the bones set up and then it launched six months after drama school um but prior to setting it up I got the idea because I'd taught dance classes for Hindus throughout my training at Bristol at the weekend and I absolutely loved it and my I think the exact moment when I thought I should probably try and do this for myself was um when my boyfriend said, I really, really like seeing you after you've done your classes because you're always in such a good mood. Aww, and I thought, oh, that's nice. genuinely a job you Is enjoy he a keeper? then. He sounds like a keeper. <laughs> well, it's been four more years and we're still together, so uh, it's all right. Hen party soon. <laughs> <laughs> So how did you have the comfort? Because I know a lot of people have these ideas that they want to set up a business and they just don't know how to go about it. And like, I think a lot of people are nervous that it won't happen and they won't have, like, they'll lose money and stuff. So how did you get the confidence to just think you can do this alone? Did you just believe in yourself from day one? It's not even believing myself. I think I've just always had, I've been one... That from quite a young age, I'd always have quite bonkers ideas and just be same, like, I'm just going to do same. it. <laughs> but I think as I got older, I've committed to these crazy ideas more like I've gone, I'm going to do this thing and I just do it. And I think if I fail, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. Do you know what? So many like 
business people that I know that have like their own business, they always say this and I'm exactly the same to the point where my family are a bit like, oh God, Laura, you've got another crazy <laughs> idea. I mean, like our girl group was one of those crazy ideas. I really yeah. got into that. Got well into I love that how well. I dragged Abby into this. I always get into it too though. She was always like, do you want to do this thing? And I'm like, yeah. It just took one of them to work. Like my YouTube That's channel the thing. It really does. Like you can do loads of things and just do it, fail, fail again and then yeah. just take one thing to stick. I, I think. think it's, that's the main thing. I love this quote. I can't remember. I have all these quotes in here and I probably never say them right, <laughs> but you'll get the gist. If you ask a successful person how many times they failed, they'll tell you like a million times. If you ask an unsuccessful person, they'll say they never even tried because they were too scared to and yeah. just didn't bother. So like, failing is good. I, I think it was the fear, the, um, the fact that from the beginning I went, I'm going to do this. If it works, great. If it doesn't, well then at least like I tried. Like that's, yeah. I didn't put this pressure on myself like this has to work otherwise I'm this big failure it was just like well let's see let's have a go and let's see what happens when did you think this is actually going somewhere like did you have a moment where you you were like oh this thing that I started it's it's panning out I think the big one I think it's I got so excited every time something happened like my first booking request that came through they didn't book but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember getting the email through with the first person that inquired through my site and was like this is so exciting this is amazing and then the first booking was like this is amazing this so every step that happened it felt like a big success but I think the moment when I went this is actually earning me a living was about a year ago when I managed to quit all my other jobs and was like this is all I need to yeah. do now I don't have to do anything else what other jobs were you doing a lot what what were you juggling I was juggling quite a few um, I was thinking of this in the tube over I wasn't doing one of these like full time or a set amount of hours but there was about six other jobs on the go um, I was temping I worked as a receptionist great job in an office because you mostly got to do your own work all day yes this is key this is that's find what, a good job yeah this is what jobs. i did when i started my youtube channel like if my old boss ever watches this i'm so sorry but i worked from home and i didn't do any of the work i just did my own stuff but you can't i mean the company has and now like, got into redundancy that i worked for so it's fine oh, <laughs> now, you know, now you know why that is key because i find that if you do get a job where you're it gives you so much more flexibility so how did what were the things that you learned so say you just started city dance party she's like this is my idea i want to do this what was the very first steps that you took to make it happen the very first things were a website because it's something you need that's an essential getting in touch with um this woman my mom had met at yoga camp um <laughs> who was in marketing and who offered for free to sit me down and just talk me through how to go about marketing and getting bookings um, a name because I had no idea what name it was we went names through loads of words. I'm so, so tough as soon as trying to think oh. of a name for this I was like Abby we came up with one and it was called no, no, Unfamous Abby came up with one <laughs> I came up with one it was Unfamous and we're like this is amazing this is incredible then we found a podcast which was called Unfamous yeah. the exact same concept so I was like okay we need to change it a bit and then I was like grown up and then we're like, okay, no one's got the exact same thing called grown up. This is awesome. Um, I'm, I'm so bad at names. I was like, Abby, can you please name all my children? It's like, it's really, really hard. Because that is like, once you've decided the name, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Yeah. 
I think at one point I was Fiesta Dance and we had yes. a logo drawn out of a cactus with City a dance <laughs> City <laughs> Dance Bodies is good because it kind of, you know what it is by the title. Yeah. Same with, that's exactly same how it came about. as well because you kind of realise what it's about just from the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it came about through trying to, for Google, figure out what people are searching for yeah. and then I think through yeah. just a big list of these, it's like city centre classes, dance and parties. Mm. City dance parties. See, I did, for my yeah. blog, I started my blog, what, six years ago, really early on in the blog game. And I called it, I was literally sitting there, I was like, I live in London, I'm fashion and I'm a girl. <laughs> and I called it London Fashion Girl. But actually, yeah. I actually did a really good thing because it comes up on SEO like yeah. so much. If you include in your name what your business is and yeah. what people are searching See, for, then that is a really done. useful thing. But not many people search podcasts in the same way they search like things online that's all right now. That, yeah i would say i'm hoping we <laughs> should have thought about this <laughs> wrong so um, tell us a little bit how easy is it to make a website what do you do and i was lucky in that websites are i'd, I'd say website was my biggest cost starting up because you can i think for ages i was scrimping and saving and trying to kind of do it on a low cost thing and then i was like if i want to do this do it properly and um when what year was this this was straight after drama school this was september 2016 so in 2016 i think websites and stuff were a bit behind the times like it was hard like now in 2019 it's easier isn't it to <laughs> there's loads of like wix as weebly to start yeah. your own shops there's so many things i think the the world has kind of changed but in 2016 similar to when i started my blog and my website mm -hmm. it was like it was literally like a different language starting for website and i am not um, that I'm, I'm not that artistic if I'm honest with you like from a putting things together visually kind of way it's just not one of my strong suits I'll spend ages on something and I'm like mm, it still kind of looks like a hot mess <laughs> <laughs> at least you can see that yeah, a lot of people just... make things they're like this is amazing and no. you're like it's really not you know <laughs> so now there's a couple of sites that I've used Wix, Weebly to name a few I think WordPress, WordPress as well. they Word actually have on. templates for any kind of business so it's really easy nowadays mm. to start one even I made a WordPress website once and I can't work a computer so <laughs> it's doable I um, have my neck it was my old next door neighbour see I've, there's so many people that yeah. I've like managed to glean yeah, help yeah. off he did he charged me for it still but gave me a slightly cheaper price than he normally would he runs a web and marketing company up in Newcastle and he did mine which made it much much better than I could have done it <laughs> I tried to I was trying to code and everything oh my so, gosh. I, so, I don't even understand that but there was a Wix Weebly Squarespace Squarespace is a good yeah, one Squarespace is good for like visual stuff I think especially for very... like shops and stuff yeah. are fine you can there's certain just anyone that's wanting to start a business <laughs> I think I pay for my blog now I bought my layout I think it costs like 50 quid or something and then I pay for my domain and WordPress about 134 a year you can do it on the cheap as well. Like I think for me, the website is one of my biggest costs because I'm like, this is what where my business comes from and what mm. drives my business. But for other sites, like the girl I was talking about in my old office, who was a fashion designer, she just used Squarespace that she did all herself. I, I think you can do that for and free, she, can't you? I think so, and like just with a small fee. Each but you, you, the thing that costs is the www.yourname.com, yeah. so that's your domain, isn't it? And then that's only really cheap. Yeah. I think it gets more expensive the longer you have it, but like. 
like when I first got London Fashion Girl, it was like one ninety nine a month or something. They do. They sell you it very cheaply. Cheap, and, and then they put it up. Yeah, it's it's sneaky how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. You're successful. Yeah. <laughs> so, now that you're attached to this brand name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I reckon I could sell London Fashion Girl for a lot now. Can you imagine how many as a blog? That, that is a really yeah. really yeah. good name, I think, to have. Um. So marketing wise, what did you what did you learn in the first couple of months? It was a really odd one because I I remember that was what I was. That one of my biggest things I was stuck with before as I was kind of in the last months of drama school and you had no marketing experience before none at all and I was like where I feel like I can know and learn as I go along because I've been doing this for a few years how to run bookings and how to organize them to an extent but I've no idea where to get clients from I was like how how do people find me how do people so did you have your website up first had everything sorted and then was like where do I get clients they kind of worked in tandem with each other like to begin with, there was this woman my mum met at yoga camp. I went up to Newcastle for the day. Um, this was before I graduated, and I sat and chatted to her for three hours, and she gave me this big folder of stuff um, of kind of like explaining how Google AdWords works, which is basically pay-per-click advertising on Google, um, and how important getting up high on Google So that's when be. Google puts yours at the top, right? It's exactly. And you see a little ad next to it. Um, the way that works is with you're basically bidding for a place up there so for some businesses it can be really expensive like you could bid three pounds for your search word so every time someone clicks on that you as a business get charged three pounds um luckily because hen party dance is slightly niche it's a bit cheaper than that yeah um but it is basically that company is bidding to see if they can get bumped up on there and then if they don't get clicked on they don't get charged if they do. So an interesting fact about this, so I guess fashion is something that is Googled a lot. Yeah. So instead of brands paying Google ad, they would pay bloggers to write about their brand and link it in their blog because the more websites that have linkable clicks to your site, yeah. the more you get pushed up SEO. It's one of the hardest things to get is link building, I think. if It's... It is, but it's exactly what you just said. It's getting other because I was a bit like, why? Why are people still paying for my blog posts when YouTube, Instagram gets so much more reach? And then I realised it's because it's links. cheaper than because obviously I presume fashion is an expensive one because yes. it's like Massive. fraud. That it's cheaper than them paying for Google Ads. Mm. Um, so that's exactly right. And it was just getting learning about that. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Number one, that's how that's what all those ads you click on at the top are. And then number two, how to kind of try and slowly climb up the ranks of Google. When you first started, did you think bloggers were a good way to... It was something I experimented with, I think, at the end of the first year. Um, and I just did a couple of um, dance classes and then they'd review them. And so because of that, I'm a member of a couple of like bloggers and blogging opportunities groups because I'd post in there. Did you find it effective or was it useful in any way? Um... I, th- I don't think it got me any new business, put it that way. It was a nice way to kind of keep getting us out there. Um, but it's not something I've done necessarily over the past six months to a year. But I'm not... I think it's about kind of going back to what you were saying a while Should ago. Should we try it again, guys? City dance party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it I'll leave if you have a hen party <laughs> and you want to do that. We have yeah, actually... Been, I was, what I was going to say. I was trying to get a word in. I was like, we haven't discussed what, what you is, do. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that we're dressed in... Oh, um, yeah. Like the bowers. Like, I'm thinking you know, jacket. Yeah, I was like, that's the thing. We need to get it in there. Yeah. Like, Tell us what city dance parties is and what you do. Uh, city dance parties is a nationwide dance party company. 
um, that specialises in providing dance experiences and dance classes for special occasions like hen parties, corporate events and birthday parties. so not just hen parties. Not just hen parties. Hen parties are uh, my kind of primary market, but we get quite a few birthdays in as well. We had a Beyonce class for a seventieth mm. birthday. Seventieth. Seventieth birthday. Amazing. Abby, book it in. Seventeenth. I didn't a teach hen. it, but that <laughs> was. I was like serious props to that woman. Yeah. yeah. So how many staff do you have? Um, Freelance-wise, we've got about 60 to 70 dance ah, teachers on my amazing. books. Some of them super regular, like work every weekend. Others work once every couple of months. Do you ever look back now and think, wow, I like started this on my own and now I've got like loads of people working for me? Yeah, it, I get quite excited sometimes. Until when I look at it. January 31st and you think, oh, hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must be amazing to look back and think, wow, I've done this all by myself. I do, I think I get that quite a lot. The past kind of year, because we've had a few milestones, I think when I feel either overwhelmed or feel a bit down about stuff, I do just try and sit back and be like, this is pretty cool. What are the biggest, what are your milestones? What did you appreciate like achieving the most? Even if it was like super small, what was it for you that you thought, yes? Uh, like a couple, but the first one I'll always remember, 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 <laughs> remember was my first ever class. That was a really big one. That must have been really nervous. nervous. Yeah, so nervous. Is there any other like milestones which you thought, yes, I've, I'm, I've done this, like I've achieved something? Um, I think last year, just quite a lot. Realizing when I looked at my books for the end of last year and how many bookings we'd had, um. Uh, and counting how many people we'd had in our classes actually there was 10,000 people that came through the door last year and that was a moment of sitting down and being like wow that's quite a lot of people looking back now what are like the say three main things that you learned starting up your own business that you could share with the audience or listeners I think the first thing um that we kind of chatted about a little before is you're not failing when you get stuff wrong I have learned so much over the past three years from kind of doing stuff and going doesn't quite work I need to tailor it this way so don't see things as failures see things as I'm learning from you have to make mistakes to learn from them oh yeah and I've made so many mistakes and gone like okay we need to do this slightly differently next time um so that's number one number two don't feel particularly for me I think because I'm naturally a bit of a people pleaser is don't feel like you have to constantly please everyone stick to your guns as well about this is no this is my rules this is the way I want to run things yeah. I guess especially when you're dealing with staff as well you need to be quite strict yeah and certain I think people. it's it's not even strict but I think naturally I found and I've noticed that I'm I would always be slightly apologetic to begin with as a person mm. and not feel like I could just be quite firm and it was just trying to find that confidence to be like no you you shouldn't have trust to your apologize. own instinct imposter syndrome not having imposter syndrome that was yeah. the word I was looking wait explain for. what's imposter syndrome and it's feeling like you're not good enough to be there it yeah. was or like you, you feel like you're that, under- you? yeah. always <laughs> <laughs> I think we chatted very, about yeah. it briefly before that was why I was searching yeah. for the word massive imposter syndrome it's like a disease of the mind isn't it I have I, I have the op- I've always had the opposite to imposter syndrome arrogant I like only <laughs> think like I'm tone deaf and I somehow thought that I could win X Factor we got to boot camp. I mean, if you got to boot camp, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> really weird self-belief. <laughs> <laughs> I think it works as well. No, it, 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 good to it does. Sure. Yeah. I, to have imposter, I mean, you need to be somewhere in the middle, I think. I but, think it's having a kind of awareness, but also not 
just selling yourself short. Like I found one of the things that I still work through, but that I found the biggest surprise challenge was interviewing staff because I do it over Skype. Mm. Um, I would get so nervous interviewing. I hate. People. I get nervous yeah. doing it. I, I, I loved yeah. being interviewed. I can't and Skype then I like, at all I can't. either. Skype's awkward though, right? You just. It was more just like even the few that I met in person, if they were based in London. Yeah. Just feeling like you're. I don't know, not good enough, or that you're not. I used to feel like that when I started the matchmaking because, like, I don't have a background in matchmaking. I had to just go in and, like, interrogate people about their love lives and what they wanted from people. And they're usually very, very intelligent, like, professionals, you know, like, Mm -hmm. really clever people. And I'd just be sat there, like, oh my God, I hope you don't get onto the fact. Do you know what a little trick I know I'm confident with it. A little trick I use is if I ever feel like nervous, I don't really feel nervous that often. I'm not going to lie. But, um, I always imagine that the person is feeling exactly the same way. And, and then, they are most yeah, of the time. Yeah, they completely are. I can't remember where I read it, but it was, it's rather than viewing it as, oh, this makes me anxious. You go, I'm worried about doing this. Why am I worried about doing it? And then usually I just go, just do it. Yes. And it's, that's, I Feel the of my, fear and do it anyway. Exactly. One of and my rather favorite than quotes. It, it's yeah. like an anxious thing. In your career, Abby, can you name three things that you've learned from it? Most people are, don't know what they're doing. Most people are blagging it, yeah, like massively. Blagging blagging it. I, and most people are more stupid than you think. Most people are probably more stupid than me, which is worrying. <laughs> I find that I'm like, do you know what you're doing? You should know. You seem really stupid. Uh, what else? <laughs> Sorry. Um, what else have I learned? Um, that you should just trust your instinct. Yes, yeah, your gut instinct, and how you feel about stuff. Follow your own instinct. What, yeah. else, what have I only said? One. I don't know. What have I learned? Stupid. My third one. People are stupid. People are blagging it. More to that point, I think have more confidence in your own self, like ability. Yeah. So like, don't think everyone else is really good around you because they're probably not. No. Because self belief gets you a lot further than actual talent. Mm. And if you, I think so. If you mix the two, that's genius. But a lot of people out there being successful are doing it purely on self belief. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to, you can't manufacture that though, can you? That's the thing. You have yeah. to. It's very difficult to, to summon self-belief when there is none. Like people, I struggle with that. One of the biggest things that I've learned from like my whole career, decade now we're going strong, um, is that you have to work hard. You probably, like people- <gasps> I've got a good quote. <laughs> people don't get success out of just like doing a little odd job here and there. I, I'm guessing you probably did the same. Like when I started doing what I wanted to do, like my career and stuff, I worked from the moment I got up in the morning till I went to bed at night, like literally seven, eight till three o'clock in the morning, all day, every day. And I think to set up any business, that's the work ethic you need to have. This is the quote that I've just thought of. The dictionary is the only place where success comes before work. That's a nice quote. I like it. That's good. I think with the work thing, which leads me very smoothly on to point three of uh, <laughs> like thing tip three of what was it because I can't think of one because <laughs> um, it actually did just jog my memory I found that you, I think we all know there's people that are busy but what, waste so much energy going I'm so busy I'm so busy I'm so busy rather than just getting the job done yeah and it's so easy to spend time stressing about how much there is to do rather than just sitting mm. down and doing it what would you say to anyone briefly give us like a, a one liner what would you say to anyone who's thinking about starting their own business and nervous about doing it number one I found tell as many people as possible that you're doing it because it makes it a reality um, rather than letting it just sit 
in your head um, because then I think we naturally put things off from yeah. fear of failure. Good one. Um, number two, do that list every day, write down what you need to do and then just start making your way through them. Number three, don't be afraid to get it wrong. If it fails, great, fail better the next time. Yay, um, thank you, Jenny. Amazing. Well, thank you for coming on today. You're Guys, welcome. if you ever need a hen party, please contact City Dance Parties. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave the information over on our Instagram, which is at grownup underscore official. Go give us a follow on there. And if you guys yourself want to come on the podcast, please email us in. What's the email, Abby? <laughs> the grownuppodcast at gmail.com. You'd think I'd know this by now. <laughs> and yeah, that's a bye from us. Thank you for coming on. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me for a big old matter. <laughs> Anytime. Bye. <laughs> bye.